welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hey, welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast. I'm Ryan Deeds, and I'm your host today. I've got Melissa Wilder, an account manager extraordinaire from the Crichton Group with me. We'll be discussing one of our favorite topics in all of business, mm. performance reviews today. Y'all know you're excited. <laughs> Admit it. Uh, but I'd like to thank Indio for putting on this podcast. If you don't know Indio, you absolutely should. Um, they make data collection easy. You know, they send out, if you had 10 forms, they kind of give one form to your client. That client fills it out. It uses this magical technology to populate all the forms back. It's really neat stuff. If you don't know them, figure out uh, why you don't know them and how they fit in your organization. Because if they don't fit today, they will tomorrow. So performance reviews. Yes, a great topic. So, so such a, and it just, when I say performance review, it, 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 it like evokes like a. Uh, like an ulcer. Yes, like, oh, God. Like you rather have a root canal. Really? Than a performance review. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Why does performance reviews need to exist? I do think they need to exist for A, for new hires to make sure that, you know, they're meeting expectations. Are they doing, you know, what they were hired? Do you see them as valid? I know I keep saying that word over and over. That's, that's, that's a, I mean, I think it's it a big so point relevant. because I think that what, what I hear is at times in my career as an account manager, there, there may have been periods where I did not feel validated right. or valued. Right. Or even seen. Right. Yes. And I think they're, they're important for that, and they're important to kind of get that feedback. Okay, where do you want to go next? So I want to continue with the agency. I'm loyal. How do I move there? What is my carrot? You know, what do I have to look forward to? It's also a resource. What resources do we have that, you know, you want to do this that we can give to you to help you achieve that? So in looking at the overall strategy, they're very important. But how that how you get there. They execute. The, the execution, execution, the vehicle, oh, right. can be so cumbersome. Well, and I mean, I think it's, you know, I'm not a fan of annual performance reviews. I, I think that annual performance reviews are very, very antiquated, mm-hmm. right? They're just, mm-hmm. they're old school. It's, I touch base with you one time, you know, I, and that that automatically speaks of lack of value. Right. And and I and I very rarely think when somebody says, "Hey, it's performance review time," I very rarely think about it as a time to figure out where I am going in my goals, mm-hmm. where where they want me to be, how do I grow towards that, how are mm-hmm. they going to partner with me to do that. Mm-hmm. If that was the connotation, that right. would be a lot different. That would be a happy time, right? Because a you'd positive be, time. You'd be able to give your input. Like these are the things I didn't move forward this much. Like I thought I would because of X, Y, and Z. Right. And I also like what you said about the annual. You know, you're just talking to me once a year. We try to tell our producers not to do that with their client. Why would you do that with your employees? Absolutely, absolutely. Some of some of the worst days I think that I've had our performance review days. I agree. Because you go in sometimes with an expectation of 
You know in your mind that you've done some cool stuff. Yes. Right. You're like, I did this. Everybody's going to love it as much as I do. Right, right. And you're stoked. And maybe it happened in February eight months ago, but you've got a list in your head of the things that you have accomplished. Right. That now you're going to have the chance to to talk about. Right. You're going to get your gold star that day. That's right. That's right. And that doesn't happen always. No. And you come out so crestfallen. You're like, I did all this and I thought it was great. and. Right. And it's, and it's like they, they, they may pick and choose very selectively. Um, and I guess, again, it depends on the maturity and the, um, the, the skill of the manager to be able to. But the time. And the form. Right. The form is very big. I right. know that sounds like a very tiny piece. But if you have this you know, review form that's six pages long and you have to go through all these items and your mind is like, I don't even know what half of this is. Right, you're just putting numbers someplace. Yeah, you're like, how do I get this done? Right. I'm just going to say yes, no, and get through it. That is of no value. If if you had your way, I mean, what would be what would be an effective way to help? Because co- really, what we're talking about is coaching, right? Yes. It's it's and mentoring. The, but the old school way wasn't really. It wasn't no. about that. It was more like you're not t- towing the company line. You're in trouble. These are the things you need to do. Right. And, and I don't really see where you're coming from, from from your point of view. I don't even care. I, you know, I just I disagree with that. And you're just like, oh, it's a stalemate. Right. Well, and you probably feel like you're losing because you're being talked to. Yes, you're almost shamed. Right, and, and you're not going to bring in the bring up the three or four incidences that caused you to create those issues that whatever were there because may, while maybe you were culpable to some extent, it was not a the activity or action of one. Right. Yeah. Right, and I, I think it also brings back that archaic mindset, me against you. Yeah, big time, big time. That's not where you want to be right now. That's not the culture that is going to succeed. In this business place. Yeah, because I think t- with today's market, you're going to go through maybe one or two crappy performance reviews. And then you're going to peace out. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna ho- holla at you. Because, I mean, there are so many others out there that are trying to figure this out. Right. You know? And that's the thing. The culture now is very different. What should performance reviews monitor? What, what In your opinion, if you get called into for – say that you're doing – more timely performance reviews. And maybe they're not like performance quarterly? reviews. Yeah, quarterly or monthly or however. I mean, I would love it if they touch base weekly. It doesn't have to be some deep thing, you know, <laughs> right? Like on I Mondays. Agree. I mean, I, 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 I've always had this vision in my head. Like if I had a team of 20, we would have some kind of meeting on, I would meet with each person on Monday mornings and make sure, hey, what do you want to accomplish by Friday? What's in your way for that? What can I do to help you? Right. And we, we do that on our producer's team. Right. On the team itself. On the team itself, which is very effective. It's such a good strategy because you've laid it out. You've identified the need buys, the priorities, the strategy for getting there. Everybody's running efficiently. Right. So I think... The reviews need to be a higher end of that because it's going with the managers. But basically, if we could take it from that perspective, what are the priorities? What resources do you need? What mountains were in your way? Right. From a non-judgmental. And now if there is something that needs to be addressed, I think that's not the time to address it. It's the time to talk about it and then take a deeper dive later to be to really sort out where the root of that problem is. So it's kind of like you're looking at it over. You're looking at again. We're talking about a manager that has the mm-hmm. time, an an organization that has given the manager the time, right, 
to to dig into the account manager to set to to be able to ask those questions to figure that out, be able to indicate like you're having a time, problem with timeliness. Yes. You know, we're you and I are going to have a follow up meeting to discuss that specifically, mm-hmm. but you're also kicking butt at your renewals over right. here, and you're ahead of the game, and and we see that you're up to date on all this stuff. Right. You know. Where they were, because once you go negative, it kind of goes down that path. It does. Right. And And there's always something good. And I think people are always trying. Mm -hmm. I do too. Until they, I mean, I think, I think that the vast majority of employees want to do good for the company. Yes. Whatever company it is. I think they honestly care and want to do good. And I don't know that that's the perception of the CEOs of corporations. Right. Right. I agree. Because I think that sometimes they are under the opinion that the employees are trying to get over on them. And and what are we getting over on you? Right. Exactly. What are we doing? Right. If 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 employees were trying to get over on you, you would see it pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I I think that it's it's as we change from, you know, new to newer ownership in a lot of these firms, Having a butt in the seat stops becoming the qualification mechanism for productivity. Right. Right. And on a performance review, when you're which is really supposed to be a overall summary of the since the last time we have talked, mm-hmm. what have you had challenges with? What have you grown with? What have I seen? What mm-hmm. can I celebrate? Right. right. You know, what what are those things that if if you because you process this many certs? Is it you sent this many emails? It, is it you talked on the phone for f- 45 minutes? I mean, what what are the things that they should be talking? If it's not metrics, wh- when you get called in, mm-hmm. what is it? What do you want to see? I would want to see what efficiencies do you feel like you've brought to the team? What resources have you brought to the team? What about you makes us better? There you go. There you what go. have you done outside the box this year that you felt made everything more efficient or a better product. And what unseen wins were there? Yes. And I, I feel like there's so many of those that are not recognized that can have, could benefit the entire agency. And if we're talking about them, right? you know, we all win. So I think it should be more that. How do you feel like you've improved? How what do you, What products did you bring that were better? But also, what mountains did you have trouble with? And how can we help you around that? Whether it's coverage knowledge, efficiencies... Um, uneducated producers. Yes, you know, you know uh, the multitude of things. There's a multitude of things, and, and that can impede your ability to be awesome. Right. right. And if we're having an open conversation, they may have heard that from someone else as well, and come up, started thinking about a resource to help with that. But on the flip side, I also know managers are just as more covered up now than ever, and trying to find the time to do this is difficult for them as well. So I don't want to... But this is the best allocation of a manager. I mean, if I have 15 people mm-hmm. that I have a, that I, and I'm a manager of those, my sole judgment as a manager should be based on employee retention and employee satisfaction or happiness because we could judge the results of employee happiness for sure. I mean, you could try to gate, metric that out all mm-hmm. day long. But if I had a vested manager that was really into the success of my employees because I didn't have a book of business. Right. So I could spend that time to do that. Right. I feel like that 
in some cases, it negates almost the need for some annual performance review. It does. And it and if you're keeping people happy, that allows HR to focus on other things. It it levels out the whole aspect of the agency and that time that was spent being negative and not feeling validated could now you're going to be incentivized to put that back into your product right? and back into your work. What are, what are indicators that uh, uh, an account manager is not towing the line, you know, from, from your perspective, what are there behaviors that stand out to you that are like, damn, that I, I, I didn't know you didn't know or, or whatever the deal is, you know, is there is because if I'm if I'm trying to provide performance reviews and maybe I don't have as much time as I would like to to do each person, are there mm-hmm. are there kind of things that I can ask questions of of that account manager to determine if if they are carrying the weight if they because I, I do think that not firing somebody is as as hurtful as um, hiring the wrong person, mm-hmm. you know, and not I agree. keeping as somebody, hard as it is to say that, uh, but that, it is true. If I if I have four hard charging account managers and a fifth that's kind of a slug, that fifth, if I allow them to exist, create drama, all the other stuff, mm-hmm. what it tells those other four is what the hell, well, right? Why, why, and you know. and why is that allowed? And I so on a performance review, if I'm mm-hmm. looking at that. And I'm trying to out those slugs. Are there, from your from your perspective, are there things that they? I mean, obviously, if the client's giving you feedback, like, yeah, this person's not good, right? right? I mean, you might take that. You're not going to take one data point in isolation. But are there are there key things that you see that you're like, yeah, I don't want to work, that person to work on my team. I think it's a lot. It is knowledge based. Some you should have a basic functioning knowledge. But also, and I don't know how to put it into words, that person that's always trying to avoid work. You know, the four hard charging are invested. They may be behind in other things, but their goal is to keep that client and keep retention. Those that just really, I'm punching the clock. If I get it done, I get it done. If I don't, I don't. And that's going to translate to words like, that's not really in my job description. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm really, I'm just not interested, you know, I'm not going to do that. I don't know how to put in a better phrase, but when asked, you know, to help. There's some reason I can't do it. Right. I can't do it because of this or or that. And a consistent of that, just like, mm-mm. Now, now, and how does the manager, if I'm sitting on top of 15 account managers and you've got two in there, because that's kind of a subtle thing. It's very right? subtle. And I'm not sure that. And it's hard to, to, it's hard to identify that because you as the person who's working with that individual, it's going to take you a little while to solidify your idea. Like this is a constant behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that, it, and very rarely will we go telling each other. Right. I don't, I think it more comes from what issues came up that year and how did you help as a team resolve it? And if that person consistently just did not get involved, did not help out. Like, you and I both know things can happen, and it's all hands on deck. And people are, like, saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to help with that. How can I help and mean it and not just say, hey, I'm going to help, but then I'm going to delegate it to somebody else and not right. be involved. Right. I think those things come to the surface. I think they are known but not spoken of. I think the other thing that performance reviews miss is – and and I've seen it in most of the agencies. There's like this um, 
you have you have newer account managers that are up and coming, and then you have some some folks that have a lot of knowledge that have been there for a while. And there can be like a passive aggressive um, relationship between those that have been and those that are coming up. Yes. And and it, it, and because account managers generally do not tell on each other, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a team. You're trying to work together. It's been a maybe that person had a bad day. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's so subtle. It is so subtle. But I've seen that behavior, you know, in multiple organizations totally shut down up-and-coming AMAs, AMs, and and really force them out of the game to some extent because Mm -hmm. they're like, I'm not going to deal with this. Right. You know, how do you you out that kind of behavior? Because it's it's like that snarky kind of – Stabbing in the back. Yeah, but it's real, real understated. It you is. You know, it's everybody kind of knows like, yeah, that's the person that's going to be like that. And everybody kind of accepts it mm-hmm. because it's hard to put your finger on. But I feel it like is. that, yeah, so the avoidance of work, that is a obviously a, a big kind of hidden indicator, mm-hmm. right? Because And there's nothing that makes me matter than somebody who doesn't work taking credit for some stuff that does. Which happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Or says, I will help, I will help, I'm that person, and then just slough it off to someone else. Right. And take all of And everybody's credit. like, oh, they're so helpful. Right. But ultimately, they didn't actually take any of the work on. Correct. Yeah, and so, I mean, I think that performance reviews, they're, like you said, their goal changes now from... Were you a good employee back in the, where it was back in the days? Were you a good employee or not? Mm-hmm. To we're going to assume that you're a good employee. Mm-hmm. We are going to coach you on the areas that we feel like you need some help on. Right. We're going to continue down the path that we've helped set out for you to grow in. And then we're going to touch base with you with frequency. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that opens up so much more communication because there's not that fear factor. If you're... Showing that, yes, you know, you may have this problem area here. Let us help you with it. Let's apply a resource. Let's walk you through it. Then you're much more apt to be open and ask for help when you need it instead of just taking that on and hiding it. And talking about those little unseen issues that that hinder, that create tremendous amounts of what I would call operational friction. Yes, You know, any drama that occurs in an organization impedes our ability to work efficiently. Yes. You know, because we have people that we like to work with and people that we don't like to work with. And this person presents a a problem in a way that's not respectful. It's going to throw my whole freaking day out. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to be ticked off about that, not focused on the work. But if I had that constant touch point, that person that was checking in with me, that that was helping me, that I felt was a resource, Mm -hmm. right? then maybe I'd be able to out some of those behaviors. Yes, and I think sometimes those behaviors are known, but that person is very good in other aspects, so they're just kind of wiped away. And if we could just work together, there are ways to work together, you know, uh, personality profiles. That's a great way to be like, okay, I operate different, and this is why. To approach it from that way. And the profiles might give you an understanding, at least, of why you're such a 
bastard. Yes. <laughs> and instead of throat punching you in the middle of the day, <laughs> just realizing that this is who you are. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at your thing and it says you're a total jerk. Yeah. Okay. 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 We're good. Let's... Uh, that's right. My expectation was set and it was met and everything <laughs> is happy, right? But it does help because, sure. you know, some people are very structured and organized and, you know, we have this to do. We need to do it. And some people are not. They are more into their personality as profile is more triggered by the fires that go on during the day, addressing that versus having a plan. Right. It's, and when you can kind of identify that in a, in a more neutral setting of a personality profile, I think that helps. Do you like a 365 degree reviews where you might review your manager, your team members, you know, I don't know if you've ever done any of those. I've never done one of those. So that's a, you know, it sounds a little scary. It is. It is. I mean, and, you know, I've been through multiple iterations of all kinds of performance review stuff. But one of the things uh, a couple of years back was we want you to review the members of your team. We want you to review yourself. We want you to review the manager. And then we would collect that and we will aggregate it together. But, man, it Oof. it gets arduous. I'm sure that does. And then you have the friend issue. Like, well, I really like Mary. I probably would never choose to work with Mary, <laughs> but I, she's awesome outside yeah. of work. And so this is going to come through, you know. So right now, I think performance reviews have a negative connotation. I think they do. Right. And if we do the things that we've talked about, if, if we more frequent touches. More frequent touches and more of a resource based. This is my advocate. This is my advocate. This is my resource. Here's my problem. I feel comfortable in, you know, saying that. Can you give me a resource to work on it? And also, I've brought this to the table this year. You know, just more of that conversation versus why haven't you done this? Well, why are you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? This is behind, you know. Taking outsiders' perspectives because oftentimes if, if I'm taking the feed – because, I mean, we all know if, if, if I'm an account manager and I'm getting a performance review, damn well the producer's giving some input on that performance review. Right. 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 And so – and oftentimes the producer may be um, talking about behaviors that he helped create because of the things that he's done. Definitely. Right? Definitely. And so then you just come out feeling defeated. So I think that, you know, if, if I'm an agency and I follow, you know, more touches, I follow, um, you know, understanding my employee more effectively, being that advocate, that person they can turn to when they hit a problem and building trust there mm -hmm. and then kind of giving constant feedback over time while coaching up. That turns out into a positive experience. I think that's a great experience. Right. So do I. I think that sets you apart. Right. That sets you apart. That makes you a winner in the field. That makes you the place people want to stay and work at. And the main thing is there is providing your managers with the operational time to be able to do that. Yes, which in their defense is definitely a, a problem. They have so much on their plate as well. That's the operations issue. That's not that. So, I mean, I'm always I'm going to always put it back on because of the, the margins that agencies try to keep sometimes mm -hmm. that they – they don't they don't give the resources to the managers. Mm -hmm. Very rarely in insurance have I met bad managers. I've met managers too busy to manage. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly, because they're pulling them in on other things that they should not be involved in. Yeah. And I mean, the unfortunate thing is if you're good in an insurance agency, then you start to get pulled in all kinds of And that's true. You know, oh, they're the resource for this. Oh, they're the mm-hmm. resource for that. And so before you know it, you'll be giving advice to stuff that you don't want to give advice to. That's you know? right. The more you can handle, the more they give. And, right. and I understand that. But still, if you just stepped back for a minute and really looked at what's important. Yeah. That, that will all come together. Well, and I think the core thing that you said was, you know, your account managers are human. They're people. They have their own motivations. They have their own desires. They have their own career paths in mind. And it's it's as easy to demotivate them as it is a producer or anybody else. They're just a lot less hard to see when they're demotivated. Yes. You know, and so you'd have this person that's sitting there that's sad, that doesn't want to be there, that's not like blinking, mm-hmm. you know, we're a producer if you're not producing, you know, but you could kind of come in as an account manager, do the bare minimum, get by, be totally disengaged right. and, and not be, uh, not be helping move what account managers are right. forward. You know? I, and it, I go back to the saying, take them out of the back room. They're not just there to process. They no. have so much more to give. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that that's such a, such a, it's, it's a, it's a critical component and it's easy to do and it should be done. It is easy to do. They're a huge resource. Right. Yeah, like, could you tie in? Every time I talk to you about your performance, we're going to go to a client. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a client, a really big client visit. Oh, God, am I getting fired? (laughs) That's how it is. Well, as always, I appreciate your time this morning with me, Melissa. Thank you, listeners, for joining us on the Digital Broker Podcast. I'm Ryan Deeds, and I invite you to join our LinkedIn group. Our little band of merry men is definitely growing and we would love to add you to the ranks so if you cannot find the digital broker group on linkedin hit me up i'm ryan deeds and you will find me so until next time thank you very much this podcast is brought to you by indio technologies indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients when using indio the process is fast easy and eno free saving your agency time and money you can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www.useindio.com slash podcast.